Hello, welcome to our mini episodes where we answer your biggest questions on finance. So Matt writes, I've always been interested in investing and have never really understood stocks. I ended up putting some small amounts into collections pre-COVID, put a bit of money into Pokemon cards, which exploded and are now worth thousands. What's your at- the attitude towards investing in these things versus stocks? I'm wondering if it's a better financial decision to sell my collections to fund some more traditional means of investing. I got an interesting story about Pokemon cards. Um, so my, my son likes Pokemon cards. Uh, my bank doesn't, but, <laughs> but I, I took, we went into a shop the other day near where he lives. It's like a, a card shop. Um, and we went in and he's there talking and he's like, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a young lad. And there's like some adult there that's like dead into them. I could just tell that the adult was looking down on my son going, you know, whatever, mate, like you don't know Pokemon, get out of the shop, you're wasting my time. And, and my son was like, we'll be back tomorrow with my collection. And yeah, when we went out, he was like, he wasn't very nice to me, was he? I was like, no, son, he wasn't. So he's like, I'm going to take all my cards in and show him. So we went in the next day with a stack and the guy was like, this kid's got some serious cards. And I was like, yeah. And they valued the collection at 3,000 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, I mean, everything he's at, every birthday he gets every Christmas, it's just Pokemon cards. And he, he puts them all in the packets and protects them. keeps them in pristine condition. He knows all about them. He knows... Like there was these ones called dittos where you can, it's a, it's a ditto and you rip it off and it evolves. He knew to keep the sticker on that because he was like, that's going to be worth money. So he sealed that up. And now it's like hundreds because everyone's just ripped the sticker off the front. This kind of leads to my point of, he knows that space inside out and he knows what's worth money. Unless you are like my son and know it inside out. I don't really see much point in buying collectibles. People who know the collection make money in the collectibles. I was actually going to say exactly the same thing. Um, I can't remember who the investor is, which is really annoying, but he coined a type of investing called fastidious investing, right? where you basically invest in something that you know everything about yeah. and you don't touch anything else. So if he picked a stock, it would be a company that he's researched for like two years. He knows everything about it. And then he's like, okay, I'm going to buy this stock and buy it, but keep buying it. Um, and so, for example, I used to be a wine, one of my many jobs. I used yeah, to be you, thousands of jobs. I used to be, that should be the title of your book. That should be a t-shirt, I used to be. Um, I used to be a fine wine broker, so like investment wines, and it's a great investment if you understand the market, just like crypto, just like Pokemon cards. That's why I would say if he, if Matt knows Pokemon cards better than he knows the stock market, then I guess he can make that decision. Um, but yeah, it's, I say always invest in, if it's an alternative investment, if that's your forte, you understand it, you know it in and out, you know the value, you know the risks, you know the, how the cards appreciate over time, then yeah, go for it. Um, if that's your a- area of expertise, because you have that advantage on anyone else who's buying yeah, exactly. Pokemon cards. You, you've got- Whereas you might just buy a stock and then lose all the thousands you've made in Pokemon cards yeah. in two days because you bought some electric car that someone told you was going to be amazing. And then it's just- disappeared. The reason I talk about broad cheap indexes is because they allow people to participate in in the stock market with with a level of ignorance in a sense of like it's quite passive and easy and the benefits are clear and it's proven over say 100 plus years whereas buying individual companies requires like a lot of skill. Remember when we talked to Sasha and it was just kind of like yeah F that. Yeah, <laughs> Forget just, all that. Yeah, but like 20, 20 hours a month or something. Yeah, yeah, or something yeah. Per stock. Yeah. Um, and then like, I get mates all the time that are like, oh, I'm considering investing in whiskey. And I'm like, do you like whiskey? No. But like the, the advert says it's a good investment. And it's like, maybe if you understand whiskey, it's a good investment. But why would you be buying a barrel of whiskey in Scotland? You don't even drink the stuff, yeah. you know? Um, so for me personally, that's how I view collectibles. If you're 
a, an expert like my son and you've got a clear advantage um, and you can like look at something and go, that's worth money because of these reasons, uh, um, then yes, maybe you can, you've got an edge. But for, you know, just to buy it because other people buy it, I don't think so. They don't produce income either. I like income producing assets. Yeah. Is it tax free? I don't even know, mate. No, I ask, think ask, ask there'll be son. a capital gain, surely. Yeah. Because on wine, it's, there's no capital gains tax. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's, it's uh, consumable. perishable, consumable yeah, item. Consumable. So yeah, could, you should uh, look into whether you have to pay tax on uh, Pokemon cards. But yeah, th these are things that you need to know if you're going to invest in these areas. Yeah, Matt also here says that he's, I don't know if he's just in Pokemon cards, but that seems quite risky to me. Oh, definitely. Because Pokemon cards had a resurgent because Logan Paul basically spoke about them. Um, and he had a Pokemon card worth one one point something million. Well, like, yeah, Charizard, base set yeah. Charizard, yeah. 500 grand or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, you know, easy come, easy go. It's like... But then again, if you don't, again, if you, you're buying Pokemon cards, you don't know, you're like, yeah, I'll swap you this one for this one. And you swap one that costs 500 grand for one that's cost 20p. You don't know because you don't know that area. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... Um, Definitely know what you're doing. And yeah, don't like me, don't be like T and put all your money in crypto. You want to diversify and like, you know, hedge, hedge your bets a little bit. I have like 10% of what I invest for speculative investments and rolling the dice. 90% of everything is into a global index. And I think that just provides a real nice foundation. And it means like long-term I should be okay. And then the 10% I can do whatever I want with. That might be buying individual companies. That might be buying Pokemon cards. Eating in China asks, am I shooting myself in the foot by choosing an ESG ETF for the S&P 500? Um, you know, they're basically asking, I think, is it even worth buying the ESG? Will it underperform and all of that stuff? Do you, do you know what ESG stands for? Uh, environmental Social Governance. Yes, look at Come that. Come on, don't even need the... <laughs> Doesn't oh. work. <laughs> You've got the no buzzer's break. Uh, Will's robbed the batteries out of it, hasn't he? You've been smashing it. There we there go. You go. There you yeah. go. Environmental social governance. Yeah. Um, I do have um, a good point on this. Um, obviously, I work in venture capital and yep. a lot of companies looking for funding are either in AI or ESG. Mm. Um, so it's things like solar panels or renewable energy or biofuel. And one of my clients said the other day that everyone's thinking about risk. They think about wars. They think about... or. Um, and whatever it is, wars, oil, but they don't think about like the biggest risks could be climate, climate yeah. change and emissions and things like that. So for investment point, I'll let you handle it. I personally, I used to invest in ESG funds, but I mean, there's a lot of attention, especially in Europe and say like in the Middle East as well to combat climate change and emissions and things. So it could be profitable and it is something that we need to think about in the future. We should do an episode on ESG maybe one day, but mm. um. As for an investment vehicle, I personally am not in it myself, but it's definitely something that we all need to be aware of for the future. And it's a huge area. And there's a lot of money flowing into it from venture capital investments, investing in sustainable cars, sustainable fuel, sustainable whatever. Yeah, so the money flowing into it is the point I want to start with. What people need to realize about fund providers is they sell funds. So they're in it to sell you funds because they charge a management fee, right? So what they want is stuff that you pick up off the shelf. And ESG, as you pointed out, like AI, like, you know, when AI started, when ChatGPT came out, there was an explosion of funds that were like AI funds. Yeah. They're trying to capitalize on that buzz, get assets under management so that they can charge you a management fee. ESG is, 
it's both a really important conversation to have, but also a buzzword, you know? Greenwashing is the term where they basically say, oh, this has been ESG'd. Um, it's, you know, now ethical. So, you know, pay us a little bit more money to invest in it. My issue is what are ethics or more, more importantly, what are your ethics? What, what, what is your version of environmental, social and governance? You might think, I think fossil fuels are bad, but then you might also think that social media is bad, but most of these ESG funds will contain some form of social, will contain the social media companies because they have a low environmental impact typically. Yeah. So it's not good enough just to say, this is an, this is a, an ESG fund. You really need to know what the criteria for the, the E, the S and the G is. And you need to weigh that up with your own morals. My, my partner is vegan. And I liken it to her circumstances in the sense of if you want to be good in this world, if you want to do the quote unquote good thing or the, the thing that's good is a bad word, sorry. Um, what I mean is if you want to do something that, that means that you align with a specific set of morals, it's always going to be harder. It's going to cost you more probably. And it's going to mean that you're going to have to make a conscious effort to be like that. Yeah. It's easier just to, you know, eat meat, right? Yeah. It's harder to go out and like be vegan. It's the same with ESG in the sense of, if you want to be ethical in your investing, you're going to have to work harder to achieve that. You're going to have to define what those morals are, look for the funds that meet them. You're probably going to get charged more for it because there's a screening element there as well. And shooting yourself in the foot from a returns perspective, maybe, but the whole point of this is it's, it's because you want to be moral. It's not, a, it's not just about returns, is it? You know, if you were all in on returns, you would just be buying loads of weapons companies at the minute. <laughs> you know, that's, that's where you would be. I, I think it's important that people say, what do I want from investing? Yes, I want a return, but I also want those investments to represent my like morals. Yeah. For me, as an example, I buy the global, I buy the whole planet even though the S&P 500 has produced the best returns now for like over a decade, am I shooting myself in the foot by buying the whole planet? Yes, kind of. But the return that the global investment offers me is enough for me to hit my goals. My, you know, 9% a year on average is great. And secondly, I just want to back the world. I don't just want to be this person that goes, only America's got anything to offer the planet. Yeah. I like the idea that the UK might sort itself out I like the idea that India could, could become a powerhouse China and I want a part of that. I'm a global citizen. I'm not just, you know, looking at America. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I mean, I think there are two, two things you touched on. One is investing just for the returns. And there are some people that will say, oh, I'll invest in this ESG fund because I think it's going to give me better returns. But what you're saying is that the data shows that they don't really- Well, I'm, I, I don't have that data. Have that data. What I'm saying is that there's narratives. So one thing that what I'll point out is, there was an emergence of like electric vehicle companies. Yeah. And you might say that they're ESG, right? Then they're not necessarily ESG. And there's a strong argument that a lot of these electric car companies do more damage than the other ones because yeah. of the amount of stuff they're pulling out of the ground, right? But I think people have these narratives that they latch onto of like, oh, everyone's going to be driving an electric car. So I'll buy electric car companies and that'll make me rich. But if everyone's thinking that it's priced in, exactly. the ESG thing is a separate thing of like, this fund has been approved as meeting certain standards, okay? I was doing an analysis on people's pensions the other day, 
um, workplace workplace pension schemes, the auto enrollment schemes. And I went through a lot of the funds that, that were in there and most of them have an ESG component. I actually think that we'll enter a world where if you're not ESG, you won't survive in a sense of that everyone will demand that of businesses because it's going to shift from a, oh, it's nice to be green to be like, if you're not green, if you're not sustainable, you your business model is flawed because if you can power yourself off renewable energy that's cheap, why would you be buying oil? So I yeah. do think that we'll shift to that eventually, but you're probably going to find that if you buy ESG funds, certified green in the same way that if you buy a vegan burger, even though it's just made of plants, it costs more than the meat version. Yeah. You know, it's it's the same thing. They charge you more for it because it's niche and because they can. Yeah, I mean, organic food, vegan food does cost more. I went vegan for a month, lost a lot of weight. Didn't work out, I was trying to get weight, gain weight, so yeah. But the thing is like with everything, uh, electric cars, they say it's really good for the environment, but if you're using fossil fuels to charge the electric car, you're burning coal so that you can plug in your car to charge it, it defeats a purpose. Um, a lot of vegans, they like avocados, but apparently to get, I like avocados, I had some this morning, but apparently you've got to kill like millions of bees to create- I don't think you're murdering the bees. Apparently they kill <laughs> bees to make bees Cut them for each avocado, but apparently it's damaging to bees to like harvest avocados and yeah. vegans love avocados. So, I'm pretty sure any form of crop that we harvest is damaging. Yeah. I think it's like a great, a good thing, right? Like, exactly, you know. but then even with like manufa uh, manufacturing companies and companies that do transport logistics, some of them say, oh, we've got, a renewable warehouse uh, is solar panel powered warehouse, but then their trucks are driving all over the country and they're not renewable. So even though they say ESG, for a company to be fully, like have no carbon footprint or to be fully- Net zero. Yeah, net zero is really hard, so. Yeah, and, and they say it because it's like, you know, at the minute, every company needs to have some kind of exposure to AI. So they're all just slapping out these crappy AI products and features yeah. that mean nothing when it's like, just get on with your core business. Exactly. I don't need Greg's to have AI enabled pasties <laughs> or pasties as you like to call them. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, but I think ESG is the same of like, it's this sticker that everyone wants to stick on their products because it makes them think, oh, well, we'll attract a certain audience. There's a large part of the world now, especially the younger generations yeah. care about the environment. Yeah. So by saying we care about the environment, you get to sell more of your, your pasties. These are all your yeah. current current and future shareholders. Yeah. So you want to make sure yeah. that they're happy. But do they actually care? Or is it a profit driven thing? There's also it, an argument of like, well, actually profits will drive that, that revolution. Because if people care, then pe the, the businesses will make the changes to, to meet that need. Are you shooting yourself in the foot to come back into the question? From you're probably getting charged more, you know? So from that perspective, yes, but y you might influence change within businesses that reflect your morals. All I would encourage you to do is look at what the ESG fund is doing and don't just buy a fund because it says it's ESG. You need to dig into what that means. This is not financial advice. Like we say a lot on the podcast, investments can fall and rise. In fact, it's almost a guarantee. Remember, past performance is no guarantee of future results. So your money is at risk with investing. Also, remember other fees may apply. Quick question from me and the Making Money team. Would you like us to come into your workplace to teach you and your colleagues more about personal finance? It's an absolute joke that we're not taught what to do with money. And this knowledge gap makes most people much poorer over their lifetimes. Take your work-based pension. Most people have no idea what the fund they're invested in does, and plenty of people just opt out altogether. 
We can cover whatever is most important, from the basics to complex financial retirement planning supported by qualified financial advisors who are not there to sell you anything. We take different approaches for different people in a company depending on stuff like their age or their income. If you think people you work with could benefit from financial education, then please email will at getmost.co.uk. It doesn't matter what your role is in the business, we want to hear from you. So email will at getmost.co.uk. And I've left a link in the description for you. Here at Mindset Win, we want to give you the tools to become better at what you do. Taking inspiration and wisdom from our guests, we will hear stories, strategies, tips and tricks. Told by leading names in sport and beyond. Who know what it takes to get to the very top. There will be two episodes each week packed with amazing stories and practical takeaways for us all to follow. Search for Mindset Win on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app.